Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. I am your host, Marcus Bullock, and with me for week one locks is my co-host, Brett Galt. What's going on, Brett? This is this is where things get exciting. We got a little tease in week zero, but week one is where all the fun really starts. Yep, so the thirst is quenched. 910 Coastal Barbecue got off to a heater. They were 1-0 last week in week zero. Notre Dame laying 20 and a hook. Never a doubt there. Brett and I were also on that, helping the syndicate to a 5-2 and two record on the week. Uh, Brett, what was your thoughts about Notre Dame and how they looked against Navy week one? Or week I, thought, I mean, I thought uh, running game looked good. Um, Sam Hardman looked fantastic. I, I think, I mean, we've kind of talked on the group chat, but that's what Notre Dame has been missing. They've been missing that quarterback. They've had good defenses. They've had good running backs, good wide receivers the past few years, but they haven't had that really good quarterback. I think they have it now, and I think I think Notre Dame could be a, a tough test going forward. I agree. I think that, you know, like we say, their schedule's still pretty tough, but they can they can win out they can win out some games. Um they have Tennessee State this week and then they come down to Raleigh. Um I'll be at that game live in person. So excited to see that. It's really nice that, you know, NC State has played Sam Sam Hartman for the last four years. So but we know we know what's in his tool bag. We know what to do. And you know, Notre Dame, they showed a decent bit, but um, I'm not 100% sold on their defense. If you watch the game, uh, Navy had some receivers running open downfield. Um, they didn't look completely out of it, but Notre Dame did work them up front. But seeing a couple of lapses in that defense, I think Brendan Armstrong can take advantage of that uh, here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see State this weekend uh, road test against uh, UConn on Thursday night. So I think that will be. I think the spread I saw was 14 and a half on there. We'll see if you got to play later on that, but. That's a, I mean, that, that might be an interesting game because UConn kind of turning it around. Jim Mora, he did a pretty good job his first year there, so we'll have to go see there. Um, other other week zero thoughts, anything else? Uh, we saw USC into action. We saw a little late night SEC because of the rain delay in Vanderbilt and Hawaii. So any other immediate thought after week zero? I think Hawaii is a lot better than we expected. I really don't think it was Vandy, like regressing at all. I think Hawaii just played a, a really good, good game. I mean, they were down by fourteen. I kind of thought Vandy had it in the bag, and you know, it, it didn't last. So we both missed yeah. on that. Um, so zero and two for that game. But um, yeah, USC did about what I expected. San Jose State got a really good cover for us, so five and two going into week one. I think we gave ourselves a pretty good cushion. And again, it's just me and you this week, so just putting it out there to our family. We will probably have a guest from every week here on out till the Natty Championship. Um, we have guests join us almost every single episode. I know short notice, life's been busy, so it's been kind of hard to you know get a guest to come on with less than 24 hour notice. But family, we will be contacting you. You will be coming on. We need you guys to help make the show great, like you always do. So thank you, and thank you now on a Coastal Barbecue. Stay smoking. We have a piping hot pick of the week, and you know since we have more than you know, three games that we're picking, we're going to get a power parlay going and bring that back. We're really in the full swing of it. Yep. Yep. Well, it's a short week. Game start Thursday night. So we only have 
couple more sleeps after tonight, and then uh, we really get things kicked off. And you got games all the way from Thursday night all the way to Monday night. So it's Labor Day weekend is it's a it's a great weekend. It's kind of like March Madness with basketball. This is kind of the equivalent of that with football. So definitely exciting times ahead this week. And the ACC is the only conference that has a team playing every single night of the week. So I'm also looking forward to that. That way I can get a look at what's going on in our region in some segregated time slots like Duke, Clemson, yep. um, Florida State, LSU. We'll, we'll get to those, but we are looking forward to it. So, again, five and two, week zero, getting it into full gear week one. I have seven plays. Brett has maybe a couple less than me. Maybe I can talk him into a couple. But let's start on Thursday. There's a couple 7 o'clock games. We have Wake, Elon, NC State, UConn, Nebraska, Minnesota, Florida, Utah. Any of that intrigue you? I am I am actually on a couple of these, yes. Um I I think I think the Matt Rule era gets off to a good start here. Um I know it's at Minnesota, but Nebraska comes in at a as a seven and a half point underdog. Is that what you have as well? Let's see. Um, yeah, I can get you a seven yeah, and a half. Yeah, so seven and a half underdog. Or, yeah. I, I don't matter. Um, Minnesota. I mean, I know it's at home, but I, I like Nebraska. They got what they got Sims at quarterback, right? The Georgia Tech transfer, I believe. Yep. He's you smart. don't know. I mean, he has his good games and bad games, but I, I just, I, I like. I like Nebraska to get off to a good start here. Solid. Very solid. Um, I thought about this. Didn't play it because I really want to see what it looks like, especially with Sims going up there, who we both think is a good player. Matt Rule can coach college a lot better than he can NFL, as we've seen. I'm rooting for you. I think you're on the right side of this. P.J. Fleck may get caught sleeping here. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, Minnesota's bringing a new quarterback because the guy that they had there prior with Tanner Morgan, I believe. He, I mean, he was there for like 10 years, so they'll be bringing in a new quarterback. They haven't had him. They haven't really been used to that for a few years now. So I think, I think uh, Nebraska can go into town and steal one here. Sweet. So I'm going to take us to UConn, where NC State is traveling up north. This line opened at 16, a state being the favorite, and now I can get it at 14 and a half almost anywhere I look. So I'm going to take the Wolfpack and lay the points. I would take this up to about 20. I'm not really afraid of UConn. I think Brennan Armstrong is going to go out there, throw up a whole bunch of numbers. The only thing that kind of scares me is I think maybe Dave Doran don't want to show too much before Notre Dame. But then again, you know, Brennan's been on film. The scheme has been in Virginia for a while. And obviously them playing a couple ACC games in year five, I believe to be exact. They obviously know what to expect from him. From him. But this UConn spot, I think State opens up strong. And again, I think this is maybe two field goals too low. Yeah, I this one, I, I don't know. This one, could, this one could be tricky because we know State, State was a favorite against TCU last year. They honestly should have lost to ECU. Um, yeah, that's, that's uh, a good point. I mean, um, I, I'm i not a huge Brennan Armstrong, and I think it's mostly because I, I think of the Brennan Armstrong from last year, which was awful. I mean, that whole Virginia team was awful. Um, it, it, and like I said, Connecticut, Jim Morris got those boys playing. He took them to, what, a bowl game last year, I think. So 
this I think this is this could be an early tricky test for NC State. It's on a Thursday night. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm staying away from this one. I think I do think NC State will come away with the win, but I think it could be closer than the spread showing. So Joseph Fagano, UConn's quarterback, he threw for 2,200 yards last year, 15 touchdowns, six interceptions. But when you look at the rest of UConn's um, returning production, starting running back, rush for less than 600 yards, tight end, 250 receiving yards, and then their top three receivers listed on their depth chart, 21 yards, no touchdowns. Um, he might have gotten hurt, so I'll put an asterisk by that. Uh, number two wide receiver. 470 yards, one touchdown. Number three receiver, 312 yards, two touchdowns. They don't return a lot on offense, and I think the NC State DBs may be the strongest yeah. part of their team this year um, outside of quarterback. And I think Aiden White and those boys are just going to get down and hold a very youthful UConn um, receiving core. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I, to, to I think score. when it comes to NC State, the uh, the defense is probably the, the better returning on that side of the ball. I mean, offense, I mean, the Brennan Armstrong, I'm still interested by that. I think it's mainly because Dave Dorn doesn't like going, he likes to, uh, he likes to play it safe, I guess, is, is how I look at it. Um, he just, he doesn't like going out of his comfort zone. He likes to just kind of keep it within. So that's why I think he went to go get a veteran in Armstrong and keep, instead of, Keeping MJ Morris. Have they have they actually announced Armstrong the quarterback? Yeah, they announced him a okay. while ago. He's he's in so, there. but yeah, I, I'm staying away from this one. I, I think it could be a little trap game. I do think NC State wins, but I think it's interesting. Nice. Are you playing Florida? Utah? I am playing Florida. Florida Utah. Uh, this one, I saw that Utah has Cam Rising listed as the starter on the depth chart. It's, yeah. I still don't know if I'm buying that. I know it's been up in the air whether he's going to play or not. He's still coming off that injury that he suffered at the end of last year. But I don't think if I don't think it more matters because I think the Florida team is just bad. I'm sorry, Joel, but I, I don't trust Graham Mertz. Maybe he changes it around here at Florida, but if they have Wisconsin Graham Mertz and I think they're in trouble, it's going to be a hostile environment. I'm taking Utah to cover here because we know Utah's got a solid defense as well. Yeah, six and a half is a good number. I think seven's push territory. Anything over seven, I would hate to see you get hooked yeah. there. But yeah, I think I think you're on the right side. The total here is 46, pretty low. Um, but considering again who Florida's quarterback is and the possibility of Cam Rising cannot yeah. play, that's it, probably an accurate. Might, that number. might not be a bad line because Utah has a pretty good defense, and like you said, Graham Mercer is actually. Uh, a fantastic quarterback, so that maybe it could be like a 30 to, I don't know, seven game, 30 10. So, but yeah. All right. Do you have anything else for Thursday? No, but those are, those are, those are pretty, pretty decent games, honestly, for the Thursday slate. Yeah. And let's go to the Friday slate. A couple of big games there. Uh, ACC matchup Louisville going to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech, pretty much a home game for them. Um, Stanford is going to the impressive Hawaii team that we just saw put up a pretty good fight against what we think to be a pretty decent off Vandy team. And then Miami of Ohio at Miami. I had Miami laying 17 on my board. But as bad as they were last year, I don't think I can trust 17 points week one. I mean, they had so much hype coming into last year. 
I mean, looks like I can get it at 17. Yeah, I see it at 17 right now. I'm going to keep it off the card because I'm not as confident in it as I was at first glance. I just really thought about it. And Miami showed me nothing last year to think that they can cover 17 points, even against Miami of Ohio. So I'm, I'm going to leave that one off. So no Friday plays for me. You know, the, the Stanford-Hawaii game can be interesting. I mean, I'm not going to play it, but Stanford, I don't expect them to be that good um, at all. And they're they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite going to Hawaii. So, Yeah, I think we're going to look back at this line and say, why yeah, did we take Hawaii? Yeah, I, I agree. I think Hawaii covers that. But I, I'm, I'm still a little too scared, because mainly because I don't know how good. I mean, I went to bed that Saturday night. With uh, Vanderbilt up 31-14, I thought we had that in the bag. And then I woke up and I saw they only won by seven. Yeah, this is nuts. If you look at the variance, and we're on Vegas Insiders getting lines from a bunch of books to give us a consensus. Um, I see lines from Stanford laying five and a half to eight and a half. I mean, a whole field goal variance is that's, you don't really see that too often yeah, I, I, <laughs> between these books in I'm Vegas. Inter- uh, yeah, that line's interesting to me. I mean, I I really want to take it. I'm going to stay away from it. But I feel like Hawaii plus a three and a half there is the right choice. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Not going to play it. But I am going to play the game that we're looking at right under it. ECU's going up to Michigan. If Jim Harbaugh's there or not, I think they cover every every bit. And it looks like the consensus number I'm going to get is 36. Yeah. I'll lay 36 with Michigan. The The talent gap is so wide here. Um, Old Nollers is gone. He's actually balling out for the Seahawks in preseason. He'll probably make that roster now that the three-quarterback rule is there in the NFL um, for, for all teams. It, it's just a big disparity. Michigan's going to be fired up at home. They're probably going to use this as a rallying craft for their coach. I'd be shocked if ECU even scored in garbage time. So I feel pretty comfortable laying a big 36 number here um, with the Wolverines. Game on Peacock. Probably won't be a watch. Probably not. You have any thoughts there? I mean, I don't. I don't hate the play. I think Michigan they'll just run down their throats or whatever. And I mean, Michigan's gonna. My opinion is probably the favorite in the Big Ten again, so I think I we know they'll have a solid defense. We know that McCarthy's back at quarterback, but I don't even think he'll have to show too much. I think they just run down their throats. So I, I don't I don't hate yeah. to play. Okay, cool, Brett. Take us somewhere. Uh, Saturday is wide open. Um. So. A couple of minor night games, actually. Um, and then... Let's Tom hop. Let's do it. So one of, one of them is um, the West Virginia Mountaineers go to Happy Valley, take on Penn State. I like Penn State to cover the 20 and a half here. I really... I We're going to fire our coach midway through the season if he may even makes it that long. Um, we're going into a hostile environment. I mean, Penn State is a top 10 team going into the season this year. They're going to, I don't think we're going to be able to move the ball on their defense. And I think their offensive line is just going to bully our defensive line. Um, so I'm taking, I'm taking Penn State to cover the 20 and a half here. 
I would be with you. I need to see if they're going to fight, though. If there's some <laughs> fight in West Virginia, you could backdoor. I, I think even if there is fight, I don't think we have the athletes. <laughs> I mean, they could fight all they want, but just because you can, just because you fight doesn't mean you can actually still compete. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, it's, that's just, it's, a, it's a tough know. first game, especially especially it being a night game. You know, if this was like more a three thirty game, maybe, but like a night game in Happy Valley, yeah, that's just a disaster. We, we got a we got a quarterback that hasn't really played that much, so it's it's not gonna. I just think they'll dominate this on the line too. Our defensive line is not gonna be big enough. Okay, well, I'll put you down for it. You got Penn State laying 20 and a hook to cover at home against your Mountaineers. All right, take me to Rocky Top. Uh, actually, this game's in Virginia. Wait, is this a neutral site game? Where's Tennessee and Virginia playing? It is Nissan Stadium, Tennessee. Okay, so yeah, basically, yeah, home game for Tennessee. I'm taking the balls. I'm taking them every way we can get them. So my place here, I'm going to take Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee land 28. I'm going to take Tennessee land 16 and a half in the first half. And then I had to go to DraftKings specifically to find the quarter line. I'm going to take Tennessee land seven and a half in the first quarter. I think Tennessee's going to beat Virginia up in every aspect. It'll probably look a little bit like Notre Dame and Navy, and I think Joe, Joe Milton's going to let it fly. I think they're going to start fast. Within seven minutes of the first quarter, if the score's 14-0, don't be shocked. I think Tennessee just whoops Virginia in every facet of the game. I don't think they're going to be able to keep this one close. So, yeah, give me Tennessee land 28 for the game. Tennessee laying 16 and a half for the first half, and then Tennessee laying, was it six? Tennessee laying seven and a half for the first quarter. There are some hooks there that can do me dirty, but I think I hit at least. Yeah, two I, I like your first half and first quarter. The 28, I mean, 28 is just such a big number. I know Virginia's supposed to be terrible this year. I do know that. But, I mean, I, I like your first half and first quarter, honestly. Especially once the crowd, once the moonshine sets in and the crowd gets going, it's, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Virginia, I mean, it's, it's a noon kick. It's going to be hotter than hell up there. You said the first quarter Good is luck, what, 16 Tony and Elliott. a half? First, first half is 16 and a half. First quarter, seven and a half. And then whole game, 28. The first quarter, seven and a half. I, go ahead and throw me on there. I feel like that's easy. Like you said, I, they, they could easily score that within two minutes. Yeah. So 16 and a half. First half. No, no. First quarter. You need first quarter. You want first quarter. Okay. You want seven and a hook. First quarter. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm big on the Vols in this game. I think I this think is big probably on the Vols the this year. Well, I would be more if they still had him in, but. I'm just looking at it, maybe top three team in the SEC versus maybe the worst team in the Probably. ACC. These lines Either are too little. Boston College, you would think. Or, or, yeah. Or um, yeah. Tech, no 
however I want it, however I need it. Um, balls by 90. I don't hate it. Are you going to take the game that's going on in Charlotte? Yeah, I'm all in on that one. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. You you got you got to you got to you can't make a girlfriend. No, and right e- even if she was not in the picture, I'd still I'd still go this way because I I listen, and I know you're. I don't really understand. I think all the hype around North Carolina is literally all around Drake May. I mean, that's that's what it is. So the the defense has to be vastly improved for me to trust them. And then he loses his top five receiver in Josh Downs. And then his top wide receiver coming in, um, his name is escaping me, but he can't get, he's getting screwed by the NCAA. Yep. So the, what is it? Two and a half is what I got. I I mean, South Carolina and I, you know, coming into the season, I think, I think the main thing here is, is we're all, basing South Carolina off their last four games or whatever, you know, they beat, um, they crushed Tennessee. They crushed Clemson away. And we got to see the, the good Spencer Rattler. But I, I think coming into this year, they're a little underrated. I know their schedule is a little tough, but I, I was kind of shocked to not see them ranked in the preseason with coaches pull or AP top 25. Same. So I, I don't really understand this line. Maybe I'm completely missing something, but I think overall, I mean, Shane Beamer's got those boys rolling. They got a good team. I think Rattler has a good season this year. Um, it's going to be a good crowd. It should be probably 50-50 because it's not far from Columbia. We know it's not far from Chapel Hill. So I, I don't really understand the line. I like South Carolina here because I think I think literally North North Carolina is literally Drake May. I agree for every reason. Okay, let's do it. I was talking to a couple of my buddies this weekend. Uh, shout out Landon. Shout out Wilson, Mr. 7-0. and We got to get you back on here. Chapel Hill's just soft. Every aspect is just a soft football team. They get pushed around. I'm pretty sure South Carolina's physical like conditioning program is probably better than Chapel Hill. I think that's a fair assumption. I don't think this team has a lot of dog in them. Drake May is going to give them a chance to cover it 100%, but I'll take all the points I can get. I think South Carolina gets it done on the field. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, soft Chapel Hill team, hungry South Carolina team. Yeah, I when this line came out, I was, I was, I was honestly kind of shocked. But then again, North Carolina is coming into the, into the season ranked and South Carolina's not, which honestly I was kind of shocked too, again because I thought, I thought this would be a top 25 match at the least. So uh, – I don't yeah. know. We'll see Maybe how we'll see how the baby blue do at seven thirty on ABC in prime time. It may yeah, freeze. Charlotte's out. gonna be Charlotte's gonna be banger for that. That city's gonna be fun on Saturday. Probably honestly, a few yep. days leading up to it, honestly. All right, Brett, I do have a question for you. Are you gonna fade Virginia Tech and take Old Dominion? No. What what even what's the spread on that? Uh, looking like uh these lines are 14 and a half to 16. Uh, we'll say, what's the consensus? We'll say ODU plus 16. It's probably the. Well, number. I tell you what, I, I, I mean, you guys, do you guys have Wells again at quarterback? 
unfortunately. Wow, I'm surprised you can't get anybody better than that. Well, we do. He's just not starting. How is he not starting? Wells is probably a little bit better of a passer. Kyron Drones is a better no, overall he athlete. He has no, a lot more upside. guy from Baylor, right? Yeah. yeah, transfer from Baylor. He was a four-star coming out. I really like him. But, I mean, Brent Price said both quarterbacks are going to yeah. play. It's just, does Drones make enough plays? I could, I could see this football as football. a, you start off with Grant Wells, and then Grant Wells isn't getting it done, so then you probably go to Drones, and he probably ends up winning the job throughout the year. When I look at this, and I see 92% of bets placed on Virginia Tech, this is a fade the public situation. I really want to take ODU plus 16 because I truly believe deep down that they'll cover. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked either. To be honest. I mean, you guys lost last year in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, by the way you talk about the team, it doesn't sound like things got much better over the offseason either. So uh, they easily probably could have gotten worse. Yeah, I mean, 16 and what, 16? That's a that's a hefty line. Yep, so I'm going to stay away. Uh, you want to take us somewhere else? Um, yeah, I got uh, I got another – I got a game on Sunday, actually. Let's do it. Um, I think we're – I think we're good for most of the – what, Saturday games probably, right? But, I mean, a couple yeah. other intriguing games on Saturday – Colorado and TCU, I think that one's interesting. I almost took TCU to cover that, but I think Colorado is just so much unknown that I stayed away from that. But but I, I do think that's an inter- interesting game just because Dion has so much hype going into the season. So that, that, was, that was another one I thought about. But Sunday, Sunday I, I actually – I like Rutgers six and a half against Northwestern. That's actually a very good play. I, I was looking I mean, at it. I don't think I'm gonna play it, but but I, I like where, where your head. Northwestern's like gonna be bad, right? Yeah, they're gonna be awful, and I I don't think Rutgers is gonna be that bad. I think Shiano will get. I think Shiano can at least get a win by a touchdown here. Because that that Northwestern program is in shambles after the whole Pat Fitzgerald thing, all the hazing that went down. I I mean, jeez. When I, when I saw this line at six and a half, I was kind of shocked to be honest. I thought this could be like around a maybe ten or something like that. Brett, this may be the play of the week right here, and I think I'm gonna miss out on it. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not going crazy right here, right? I think this is a this is a steal. I mean, who knows? I could be completely wrong, but. I don't see how Rutgers doesn't cover this. Yeah, that's a that's a good play. In sense of having too much agreement, I'm gonna stay away. But this is a this is a win. Everybody listening to this show, fire this off right now. And again, we're coming to you Monday because we have a little bit of a hectic schedule for the rest of the week. And we usually do this on Thursday once we see a little bit of line movement and see where like public money is versus sharp money. But yeah. But Six and a half. So that, that's great value. It's just it's it's a little hectic with the week because well, I mean, you got to get you're on your road to your softball championship on the Tuesday or whatever. And like I said, the games start on on Thursday, so it's hard to even 
we had to do this a little earlier but yeah i i mean i think that that's probably my favorite play on my list honestly so if that one doesn't hit then i think i'm screwed for this week <laughs> i think this line's probably going to get up to about 10 and a half before game time i mean we're only a, well i guess we're we're still a few few days away since that's the sunday game but yeah i i like that one Yeah, yeah, I'm with you in spirit. That's a, that's a great play. Um, so now when Coastal Barbecue is playing this next game on Sunday, Brett, talk to us about what's about to go down at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Well, first and foremost, I'm hoping if if Emily can make it in town, I'm hoping to try to go to this game. Um, tickets were down to like 140, which I don't I don't think is terrible. Um, you got to battle the quarterbacks, Jane Daniels versus. Uh, Jordan Travis on Florida State's end. Florida State's probably has the most hype coming into the season since probably what they had Jameis, you would think. Um, they were pretty hyped up that year with Francois until Bama oh, crushed right. him and like broke his yeah. collarbone. But yeah, I, yeah, since that era. Um, Norvell's really got the boys playing. Brian Kelly has the uh, LSU boys playing. Um, LSU's going to want some revenge after the missed extra point or whatever last year. I mean, this game, I think, has it all, honestly. It's got great quarterback matchup, great wide receiver matchups. It's going to be some fierce defenses. I saw LSU, one of their top defensive ends or whatever, is not playing because of something with NCAA, which the NCAA just ruins college football. But that, that's a different – I think it was something like autograph he signed before NIL or whatever, which is just is stupid. Yep. But um, I, I'm – I went back and forth on this one. I I, I saw I heard that the fans are probably going to be fifty five percent to fifty five percent FSU to forty five percent LSU. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Um, but I'm staying away from this one personally because I just I think this one can go either way. I think LSU is a much better football really? team all around. I think they'll be more physical and revenge game. So myself and the boys from Nalano Coastal Barbecue, go Tigers. We are taking LSU and laying the 2.5. Okay, let's do it. And also the Pipe and Hot Pick of the Week presented by Nalano Coastal Barbecue, head over to their Instagram page this weekend. There will be two different types of pork butts being smoked. One will be Eastern North Carolina style and one will be South Carolina style. And that gives you a little bit of a headbanger here in Charlotte. But their pick, they're staying in the Sunshine State, and they're rolling with the Bayou Bengals with me, laying two and a half. Hmm. LSU has the best player on the field between both teams, Harold Perkins. He's a monster. I'm not, I'm not denying that he's a monster, but I I think this is just a toss-up. I, I mean, honestly, I think I can see this as a pick him honestly. Because I think both teams, both teams return a lot. I mean, Florida State got the good uh, wire series transfer from Michigan State. I think that's an upgrade. So Jordan Travis is going to have a lot to throw to. There, I mean, both teams are really good overall. So I, I think this is going to be. I mean, this is kind of like it seems like a, a semi semifinal game at the first game of the year. I think that's the kind of game it's going to be. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, and this is the start of, I mean, FSU in this new era. It, I'm about to say in the first four weeks, they play LSU yep. and Clemson. 
So like we said, before October, we're going to we're gonna know what they're made I, of. I think they get off start I, here. I, I think they only have to win one of those games, honestly, because if they could get to the ACC championship with no divisions or whatever, then they have a chance to beat Clemson again in the ACC championship. So I think if you win, if you, if you lose against L or if you beat LSU, but then lose to Clemson, then, and then beat Clemson in the ACC championship, I think you're fine. So, I mean, I don't know. It, there, there's room for them to, um, to definitely get to the playoff. I just don't know if they're going to be able to handle the hype this year because I know they're not used to it. All right, so a lot there in the Sunshine State. Are you playing the solo game on Monday? I, I wanted to so bad. I think this is a this is a sneaky sneaky matchup for Clemson at the beginning, you know? Um, Clay, uh, Kate Klubnik, it's his team now. It was his team a little at the end of the year, but now it's really his team. Um, this is a primetime game at Duke. Duke fans better show up to this because this is really the only primetime game you're probably going to get. Um, I expect Clemson fans to really travel for this, which is why I don't know if Duke will really have the home field advantage here because we know Clemson travels, and this isn't going to be far from them. But Riley Leonard comes back for Duke. He's got all his, he's got his three wide receivers back. Nick, new look offense with Garrett Riley moving up from TCU as offensive coordinator. We know Shipley in the backfield. This game, this game is I want so bad to take Duke to cover the 13 here because I, I, I do think this is gonna be a good game. Um because I think I mean Duke was good last year. They were a couple couple wins away and they had some heartbreakers. They were a couple wins away from being like a 10 11 um win football team. I think they they should have yeah, beat they Chapel Hill. I think they had nine wins overall after the bowl game. So I want to go Duke on this one. I just can't get myself to do it. But I think this is a sneaky good matchup for a Monday night. If Duke got it done on the field, Me I wouldn't either. be shocked. But I I think Clemson can cover 12 and a half. This is going to be a headbanger, honestly. Mike Elko, he can coach the hell out of a team. Best thing he probably did was leave Texas A&M when he did because he probably saw the writing on the wall for Jimbo and you know everything that's going on down there. But I will say, out of any just straight up football game this weekend, Florida State LSU is definitely yeah. going to be my favorite. This is this is probably yeah. number two. I think this is going to be a lot better than a lot of folks. Yeah, expect. either this or uh, I mean, I think the top games are LSU, Florida State, this and. This game, and then I think uh, South Carolina UNC will be a battle as well. I think those are my top three games for probably the over the course of the four days or whatever. But yeah, I think I think this is a sneaky good game. I I think this one's underrated too. I don't think I think a lot of people are seeing Duke as a football team and they're like, oh, whatever. But Duke Duke returns a lot of stars from that team last year, and they were good last year. So I, I'm with you. I I wouldn't be surprised if they got done on the field, which would be insane, but I also could see Clemson covering. So it's kind of kind of goes both ways here. Yeah, we're in the thick of it. So let's go ahead and get the power parlay um, leveled up. So I will read you your plays back, Brett. You have Nebraska plus seven and a half, Utah laying six and a hook against Florida, Penn State laying 20 and a half against West Virginia, Tennessee first quarter laying seven and a half, USC or South Carolina specifically, 
uh, plus two and a half, and then Rutgers land six and a hook. Which play are you going to donate to the hat so we can hit the power? I think it's got to be Rutgers six and a hook. I mean, I think I don't. I'm pretty confident about that. If that one doesn't hit, then I'll kind of be shocked. I think that that's a steal at that line. Um, and I'm going to play the Tennessee first. I'm going to play the Tennessee first quarter. Uh, Land seven and a half. I think they blitz them in the first quarter. Like probably like 17 yeah. zero going into the second. Go. Yeah, I love that power parlay. So again, power parlay, Tennessee first quarter. Land seven and a hook. Rutgers land six and a hook against Northwestern. And then LSU land two and a half against Florida State. The LSU play is also on the board for now on Coastal Barbecue. That is your pipe and hot pick of the week. And we just read off Brett's card in my card. NC State laying 14 and a hook against UConn on Thursday. Going to Saturday, Michigan, 36-point favorite against East Carolina. Tennessee first quarter, seven and a half. Tennessee first half laying 16 and a half. And then Tennessee whole game favorite by 28 points. I'm also on University of South Carolina plus two and a half here in Charlotte. And then LSU laying two and a hook in Orlando. <sighs> we made it, Brett. We're in the thick of it. We are so close. We're about to have a lot of college football, a lot of content. And in the upcoming weeks, I can't wait to get our friends, you know, those who support the show back on this podcast so we can make some money. Yeah, I'm excited. These these next couple of days, Tuesday and Wednesday, are going to be tough to get through. But we're going to get through it. Um, and then, honestly, Thursday – you know, looking back at it, I know I was saying that the that the uh, games weren't that great for for a week one, but there's some sneaky good games here. I they're not the crazy amazing matchups that we sometimes get week one, but there's some really sneaky games here that I'm looking forward to watching. And honestly, there's there's one of them every single day leading up to Monday, so I'm excited. Another year, we're trying we're going to try to be positive this year. Yep, well, with the five and two start, we gave ourselves a very good cushion. Um, but till then, I will talk to you in the group chat, and we're going to let Garth Brooks take us out. Enjoy the football. Uh-huh.